0: Lucy loves Sundays, and I love that it's air dried dog food made from a short list of human grade ingredients. Sundays was co founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian, and dog parents, including me, have reported noticeable health improvements in their pups by switching over to Sundays.
1: We worked out a special deal for our dog loving listeners get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash the OC or use code the OC at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash the OC. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about what you feed your dog. Hey, Prime members,
0: you can listen to Welcome to the OC Bitches ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Bye, bitches. Okay, great. let's get into this sucker. I know, it's a great episode, one of my favorites of all time. Welcome to the OC Bitches.
1: Welcome to the OC Bitches.
0: <laughs> Season 4, episode 7, we love to say this, the Chris ha Mc- huh? huh? <laughs> Today we will be interviewing um, the writers of the episode and producers on the show, um, J.J. Philbin and John Stevens, but before we get to them... We have a special guest, very special guest. Mm, that, special, yeah. Um, <laughs> special. Josh Schwartz has been bugging us for months about the, um, about he, our yes. guest. Yes, yes. Uh, please welcome Craig Susser. He's a restaurant tour actor and the guy who played Santa Claus, the journalist, the ham guy, and the caterer <laughs> all in this yeah. episode. Which, strangely enough, I never put together. And not only was Craig all these iconic characters in one episode, but he's been a part of the OC family since season three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What else did he do, Rach? Well, you were, yes, Craig was in two episodes in season three.
1: In The Journey, he played the cop on the pier and then again played cop number one in The Man of the Year. He was then featured in three episodes in season four, The Chris McCuh-huh, where he played an assortment of characters, which we went over. And in the French Connection episode, he played the reading guy, page yep. 47, anyone. And mm-hmm. finally, he reprised his role as the ham guy <laughs> in the night Move. <laughs> now, like, can
3: we just can we just boil this down? I think anytime Josh <laughs> needed a guy, he just called me.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we have to say, besides acting, Craig, you own the very popular and infamous hotspot restaurant, Craig's LA in Los Angeles.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, we I gotta do. give I'm a little a, shout out. The hot spot is what is what makes me cringe, but yes, I'm very lucky. The it's, hot uh, spot. It's it's Let's a. Let's come up
1: with a new term.
3: It's a it's a, a restaurant that's doing very well in West Hollywood, and I am thrilled.
0: <laughs> oh wow, I love that. Thank the you humble so spot. much. Well.
3: Yeah, we go keep it keep it under the radar <laughs> as far as like taking it too far, because uh, you know it it is a business, uh, much like you know. Having a TV show where you're just lucky that there's an audience and that people love it and people want to come and you don't ever want to do anything that changes that. Wow! Yeah,
0: That's Yes. A good, point. a good point. and I <laughs> can't wait <laughs> to. Well, but you know, I reached. I was asking Josh, like, what am I? What should we know? And he he told us, and you can tell what your version of the story oh, yes. is, right. but his version was that. He'd done an interview where he said his favorite restaurant was Dantana's. Dantana's is the famous and if not most infamous or one of the most infamous L.A. restaurants of all time. Yeah. Been around. Yeah. Been I started there time. when I
3: was 22 years old. I was in an acting class going to college. And <laughs> I was a bartender and a waiter. And just kind of they they groomed me. They they taught me the business. And um, I remember I was the maitre d' and I um, – there was a phone call about a guy wanted to see me about a role – on the OC. And, and (laughs) I, you know, I still do it today. I don't typically ask people what they do for a living. Mm -hmm. I just kind of get to know you and you either become a regular or you don't. And I think the same thing kind of happened with Josh. And I don't think I ever put two and two together that that Josh Schwartz was the Josh Schwartz that had created the OC. Mm -hmm. And so it was very interesting one day. It was like, somebody wants you on the OC and, and I'm not even sure you have to read for it. I think you just got it. I was like, Okay. And then it wasn't until I got to set that I realized who that it was the same Josh. Oh. Right. So it was actually really, really cool and it was great. And then that led to, I like, got Doug Ellen called me from Entourage, and then I was on Entourage. <laughs> and then Jerry Weintraub called and said, Hey, I, you're doing this and this. You should be in Oceans 12. And then somebody else called and said, You should be in Get Smart. And like all of a sudden over the years, I started getting a lot of roles. And also, I think I got a lot of roles because I was good at what I did.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't cost them money because I nailed it. And then also, I kind of knew my place and I knew everybody, and so I was easy to have on set. And I knew who the leads were. And yeah. I was, you know, I was just, I was just a guy that they were happy to have on set. And I enjoyed myself, and I was good at what I did. And like I said, it didn't cost anybody any money. So, <laughs> um, and I had somewhere to go, so I wasn't actually looking for extra scenes. It was like, what are we shooting? When are we shooting it? is it possible that I can get out at 4.30 or 5 o'clock and still go back to work? Right. And that was kind of like they were in love because yeah. it was an well, easy day.
1: Yeah, clearly. I mean, you played, I don't even know, I lost count of how many roles. No, so, so it just kind of
3: became like a running joke. It's like, oh, he needs a guy. Right. Oh, he needs a guy. So you're it's the like, guy, guy. And then we came to the Chris episode and, and they said, okay, you're you're, you're going back to the OC. And I'm like, is it the same role? And they goes, mm, I can't really, I don't know. It's like, it seems like it's four different roles. And then- I got the script and I'm like okay has he lost his mind is he psychotic (laughs) like what happened and then I realized it was some sort of a dream sequence right yeah and and I got to the great thing is like I loved it when I got to shoot with some of the series regulars like Peter Mm -hmm. or Ben or just anybody that like I knew uh, in real life I got to shoot with them so that was a really a lot of fun and then I mean, I think, who doesn't want to play a drunk Santa in, you know, like, who doesn't want to do that? It was like like
0: Bad Santa before it existed. Right, exactly. (laughs) It was
3: like the greatest thing in the whole wide world, and so it was a lot of fun.
0: That picture of you and Ben that they can put up right there, Josh said that that literally became a key piece of art for season four that promoted the whole season 4. <laughs> That's
3: unbelievable.
0: <laughs> but you know, you were saying that um you got this phone call and in Josh's story he was saying that, you know, he, his favorite restaurant was the Ant- yeah, came And in a as lot. people she that confirm. love people that she love restaurants, they especially if you're a regular, you're so welcomed, especially by the maitre d And If you're a regular, it's a it really is like um a, a joyful passion thing. I mean, I love restaurants. I'm a foodie as well. And somebody is telling everybody uh, who if you don't know who it is, somebody told Josh that you're an actor. So I have a feeling somebody's telling people that this, you're an actor and that's when he gets this idea like, "What? I love this guy." Do you think that's what happened or I think he mm-hmm. or did he just love
1: I think he no, loved it He said he got you. a call from Dan
0: Tannis to say that Craig oh. is an actor.
3: <laughs> wow.
0: Dan
1: Tannis was, you know, pimping you out. <laughs> maybe,
3: maybe he was trying to get rid of me. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: so the 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 fascinating thing is what you just touched on about restaurants being a personal experience. Mm. Right. And so we're in this world right now where we've got, you know, technology where people make reservations and you don't really have to know anybody. And so we've kind of got a foot in both worlds as far as Craig's goes, but I am trained to be one of those old school people that my job is essentially finding regulars Mm. and making sure that they're comfortable. Right. And that's, that's our business because I think we're kind of at an impersonal point in our world where we're kind of all buried in our phones. We're all buried in technology. And it's really nice when you walk in the door and you see somebody that you know and there's that moment of human interaction, mm-hmm. especially having gone through COVID over the last two and a half years and being right. buried in our houses. So yeah. those yeah. moments and that, you know, Craig's is one of those restaurants where much like Dantana's, is, it's a personal experience. And that isn't a barrier to entry, right? So as you experience Craig's for the first time, The goal is that you want to become a regular and that we embrace you, right? So the idea that one of the regulars, who I didn't know at the time was a producer, Mm -hmm. would reach out and try to help me achieve one of my dreams Mm -hmm. of being an actor was like amazing. Mm -hmm. And it was such a sweet thing and it was so organic because the one thing I was warned about was... Don't walk around and tell people you're an actor. <laughs> really? Just be a waiter. Be a really good waiter. If you're a bartender, be a really good bartender. And it's a fact, it's a note I give the people that work for me today. I'm like, let them let them fall in love with you. Be really good at what you do. And then they might take an interest in what your dreams are. Right. And a lot of those people that you're taking care of, they have dreams too. I mean, nobody starts with it being really handed to you. Right. You have to kind of go out and get it.
0: There's mm-hmm. some action that needs to be taken.
3: Yeah. And there's a lot of people that I, you know, I love finding people um, that haven't quite achieved their dreams yet and seeing the potential in them. Like when I get some new customers and they introduce me and they're like, oh, this is a young writer, director. And I'm like, he doesn't, he isn't, nobody's paying attention to them. And then you kind of get them and all of a sudden, five, six, seven years later, you're like, you're clicking. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. It's a lot right. of fun to watch. I mean, we've all watched people on a, on a run. And 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 it's the best, and I'm like enjoy the ride because it's the greatest. But what I found so interesting about Josh was it didn't change who he was.
1: Mm.
3: No matter how long or how successful the OC became, he was he was always Josh.
1: Yeah, for sure.
3: And I I don't know you have much better experience than I do. I mean, I saw him over a number of seasons, but but I always thought like he's just fun loving. He just gets it. He understands. There's something he's tapped into that people are responding to, yeah, and they need and they want to see in their day. And it's
1: all going to shit now. You should see him. (laughs) 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 Look
3: at you two. I mean, (laughs) you're you're in a studio talking to me. It's great.
0: (laughs) Josh is next. He's coming in. I was here (laughs) (laughs) now. Couple weeks. (laughs) But you also ended up. um, He said that. He wished, or you ended up on Chuck, and then he says, yeah. I wished he, um, we had you, we had had him on Gossip Girl, yeah. Oh, no, trifecta!
3: I, I would have loved to have been on Gossip Girl, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, he, so then, so then they somebody called and said, Okay, they want you, they want you on Chuck versus the DeLorean, and I'm like, Okay, and I remember going in for the fitting, and there was like this big, unattractive leather jacket because I was supposed to play. I guess basically some douchebag, and um, I was like, "What is this typecasting?" Uh, so, so, but I remember like it was just really funny, and then I. I'm slow on the uptake I'm like oh, this is another Josh show. You uh, know, it's like oh. <laughs> not that smart
0: so uh, when you get the call from your manager your agent you're like you yeah, got this role e, e, and you and e, it doesn't it doesn't always click because well, things are happening behind the scenes
3: right you're always kind of like well who's the writer who's the director right. like who do I know
0: how did I get this role? right or
3: you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. that's the thing it's like I I had a tendency to get hired by the same people mm-hmm. so like Neil Moritz for example was mm-hmm. producing prom night mm-hmm. and I was on prom night, that's where I met Idris Alba. and then literally we were leaving a night shoot at like 5.30 in the morning. He goes, where are you going? I go, I'm going home. And he goes, no, you're not. You're going a mile away. I'm doing another movie called Maid of Honor
1: <laughs> Oh, wow. with
3: Patrick Dempsey, and there's something I need you to do.
1: Oh, my gosh. And
3: I literally go over there. I go, hi, I'm Craig, and I'm supposed to be here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they go, yep, come here. And they just took me to shoot. They took me in a wardrobe, took me in a makeup, and I'm a lawyer, and I'm um, in the back of a limo now, uh, negotiating a prenup.
1: Oh my gosh.
3: Right. And so that's how my work kind of happened. Right. I was just a guy they trusted.
1: You're the go to because you were operating without
0: ego.
3: I don't know. I just enjoyed it and I just, I looked at it as um, icing on the cake. Yeah.
0: Do uh-huh.
3: you know what I mean? Like I had a job and I was making good money. Yeah. And this was something I love acting. Like right. I love the art of it. Right. The other. I mean, there are parts of it that are, can get tiring and a little annoying, and mm-hmm. there's, there's politics involved. But the actual moment, I remember when I did a movie, and I was amazed that the number one, like, the, the title character, sat in on my close-ups. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, my God, that's – because not everybody did. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that is – that person action. loves this. Yes, Right. And so you feel those moments. And th- those are really like the moments that I can still remember now. I don't think I've really done anything in eight or nine years because somebody said to me, you know, being Craig at Craig's is a pretty good gig.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. would imagine. <laughs> so. Okay. So, Rachel, you know, I love my magic spoon. Mm-hmm. I. I actually did have the birthday cake this morning, and I put, like, toasted pecans on it. Magic Spoon is the perfect breakfast or snack to have to help maintain a keto lifestyle.
1: Magic Spoon is not only keto-friendly, but it's also gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. I honestly miss the good old days of eating cereal in the mornings, so I love that I can share Magic Spoon with Briar, and I feel good knowing that what I'm feeding her is wholesome, beneficial, and not to mention delicious.
0: With over eight unique flavors, such as cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, you won't get bored of feeling good with Magic Spoon. Head to magicspoon.com theoc the OC to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. And be sure to use our promo code, the OC, at checkout to save $5 off your order.
1: And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt free cereal at MagicSpoon.com/slash the OC and use the code the OC to save five dollars off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode.
0: I want people to question me when they see how efficient I am through TSA, removing my laptop, headphones, and snacks galore. I want them to wonder how I did it without holding the lineup. And when I settle in to watch my favorite movie in my seat, I want them to gasp at how I created my own in-flight entertainment center in seconds, all thanks to my base carry-on. Is that right? Do tell. (laughs) I love to pack efficiently and travel light. And I also like to not check any baggage on the flight. So between my weekender bag and the base carry-on, I'm always set for quick trips to go to the O.C. or fly off to Chicago to see CG, and I look good doing it. Yeah, you do.
1: Base yeah. was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. That is my obsession. Anytime I see a bag that has a separate compartment, for shoes, but this one... Is really cute. Yeah. I love it, and I fit so much stuff, and I I tend to overpack, so Hmm. seal of approval here.
0: (laughs) Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. And right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting com slash OC.
1: Go to basetravel.com slash OC for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash OC.
3: So I've been running with that, and um, and now it's kind of growing. We're we're um, we're going to start our second location in Nashville oh, in wow. about a year,
1: really. And That's then
3: we've spawned off a a, a plant based non dairy ice cream called Craig's Vegan.
1: What are you vegan, or is someone in Craig's family Vegan is a story behind
0: Craig's Vegan, correct?
3: Yeah. So so uh, you know, I, I think in the restaurant business, it, the more you lean into different diets, mm-hmm. the more people want to come in. Mm-hmm right and it's just smart business so um, let's just say there's one vegan in a group of six they're probably going to dictate where you eat and so I thought if we want a diverse crowd and a diverse clientele the menu better be diverse Mm -hmm. so we leaned in about 9-10 years ago to um, a vegan section of the menu and then we were like oh god what are they eating for dessert and so we just started making a non-dairy ice cream and then people started taking it to go (laughs) and then I was like wait a second maybe this is our rayo's tomato sauce right know? so we we started making it a liter at a time and now we're we just got an order for Publix. and there're 1320 wow. stores wow that's
1: amazing so so
3: it's kind of growing and it's fun and 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 so there's somewhere deep inside me I'm I'm still a young actor at heart and I still have like mm-hmm. that nostalgia to do it and I would probably do something in the future cuz there's um there's a real love and and a real for somebody like Josh to put his hand out. That just doesn't happen in, in LA. I mean, you two have been around long enough. It just is it's, no, it's not a normal occurrence. He's
1: a rare gem, that one. You know, like yeah. he's I, like you said.
3: Don't tell him this and can we edit this out? Because this is not good <laughs> for his ego. But but there are people that really do love what they do and they do love reaching out to people mm-hmm. and, and making it happen. And and I just like I'll never forget that. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, he's a good person, you know? Yeah. And Good it was like, parents,
3: yeah, Yeah. the whole thing, the whole thing. I mean, but look at you guys. You guys were on there for how long? Were you on there?
1: The four, four years. years, the whole time.
3: I mean, it's amazing. But and, jo-
1: yeah, yeah. And
3: people still talk about it, and people still come into the restaurant today, and they're like, "Were you on the OC?" No way. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no all yeah, the time. Yeah, but which role? <laughs> yeah. What well, do
0: you remember the general atmosphere of our set? Yeah,
3: do, yeah, yeah. Because I would usually it's funny because I played a cop a lot, so <laughs> oh. I was down by the pier.
1: Right, I Redondo. was down by the pier, yeah.
3: a pier lot, Redondo, and then the Chris Mica episode was the first time that I think I was on the sound stages. Okay. Yeah, and it was just chaos and fun. And, chaos and, <laughs> chaos
0: and, and fun. And, and
3: I think I remember I sat in Peter's chair during makeup and hair, and so sort I of was like, who's sitting in Peter's chair? Oh. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> oh, up at the
3: top? I guess it was somewhere. I don't know, but I was like, I had known him well enough to kind of give him some grief. Oh, so we okay. walked in the trailer, oh. like we had a lot of fun. And Peter still comes in a lot. Yeah, whenever he's in LA. Yeah, he's real.
0: Well, he lives he's here. A great guy. Yeah. Well, no, he lives in New York. I think he, he? lives no, in he, New York. He doesn't lived, he go back and forth? They sold their place in in New York, and then they had the house in Brentwood for many, many years. Ah. But I just saw that they might be moving. So, but yeah, yeah. Oh, but you saw? But, well, on TikTok, I follow Catherine Gallagher. Oh, she was talking <laughs> about moving and moving out. of... Okay, can of we them.
3: talk about TikTok? Okay. So it's fascinating, right? So okay. I've just recently started to kind of we've had an Instagram account for the restaurant and for for the ice cream, but so TikTok is an interesting thing. I think it uh it started when a bunch of people started coming in that were TikTok stars that I didn't quite understand. Yeah. But now I get it. It's a fascinating way for people to express their talent without without having to ask for permission. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of like you're a young actress, right? You, you need to go in and have somebody ask you to audition and you have to ask for permission to go in and show them how good you are. Whereas TikTok, people just do their thing and it either lands or it doesn't. Right. So I think it's kind of interesting. It's kind of turning it on its head. Yeah. But it's also the way a lot of people get their information. So I kind of learned that and I was thinking for the ice cream and for the restaurant, how do, I, how do we talk to a younger demographic? Mm-hmm. And so we started doing some TikTok stuff. And I'm just are trying. you dancing? No dancing. So, um, so, just trying to figure out, like, you just try to kind of navigate your way and just make sure that, like, you know, it's kind of age appropriate. It's still fun. Right. It's still attention getting, without doing anything that's like people are rolling their eyes.
0: Well, I think there's something to it too because I, my daughter has a much bigger following than I do, but there's there's a skill to the to the editing like the style of editing and how quick and how and what you actually write on the actual right. image. I,
3: there there is and then there's like trending sounds and you've got yes. to grab them at the, at the trend but what i think lands the most is just organic right. like just when you do you and something clicks with people, and they're like, "That's original. Right. That's amazing."
1: I have yet to join TikTok. I feel like it's you, everyone has to, or so no, yeah, you should do it for your podcast. You could,
3: you could put your toe in yeah. and and, I think and The see podcast where... has
1: one. I don't do it though. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I always, you know, when I started this uh, this podcast, I first started with uh, imp- or imitating the scenes, and I did the Who are you? Yeah, whoever yeah. you want me she to was be. Then. And I was like, <laughs> and I thought I'm going to continue this, and I'm going to continue to do all these little. Yeah, what happened? I got guy lazy, I guess. I, but I was like, I well, can't even remember how I did it. Well, you adding
3: Rachel would be a really good boost. <laughs> that would be smart. Right. Like, I understand that. So
0: what is your, um, if people wanted to hear see your talk, TikTok and what, do you want to tell What's us? What's your what handle? Your
3: so uh, on Instagram, it's Craig's LA. Yeah. Uh, the vegan ice cream is obviously at Craig's Vegan. And then the TikTok handle is Craig's LA as well. Yeah. At
0: Craig's LA. Yeah. Do you have a lot of
1: different flavors with this vegan ice cream? Yeah,
3: yeah. So we kind of went classic. We yeah. have vanilla. Because yeah. I figured if you can make a really good vanilla yep. vegan ice cream, you kind of hit home yeah, run.
0: If For people sure. are trying to take ice cream to go, like rush it home, that's good.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> so look, ice cream is emotional, right? It's about an emotional satisfaction. We all eat ice cream <laughs> when we're either really happy or really? really sad, right? <laughs> so, all <the> so, time. <laughs> so we do it. We do it for an emotional like satisfaction. And if you don't get that emotional satisfaction, then it's just not good. So, that's kind of the way we judge the ice cream, right? Just because it's plant based doesn't mean it can't be great ice cream. Mm. So, we kind of went classic: vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, mint chip, peanut butter, chocolate chip, mm. and then we did um, a coffee flavor with an mm. influencer, Emma Chamberlain. Mm. And, um, and then we have a, a Sunday at the restaurant that makes a lot of noise and it's got kind of a sparkler in it, and it's a Tink's Sunday. And Tink's is also somebody that I met during COVID who um, had an unbelievable following on social media. Um, and she's really found in it. She's really smart. She's really bright, and she gives a lot of women advice mm. um, that, that they find um, really helpful. So there's a perfect example of somebody that's a Stanford-educated girl who is really bright and found her niche giving people advice via TikTok and Instagram. Wow, so smart. and then we've got five or six other flavors uh in the work. So we're just it's interesting. It started um at Bristol, mm-hmm. Gelson's, Mothers, now a little bit in Whole Foods. Uh. And then we're spreading to the Northwest at Met Markets and um and now we're in central markets in Texas. It's huge. And then, yeah, we got a huge order from Publix. So that
1: is I'm so excited. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I can't wait. Gonna look. Yeah, when I go to Gelson's. Well, I'll have to next. send you some too. Well, thank
0: you. Uh, I mean, I'm well, we need to go it. to Craig's. You yeah. yeah. have not Hello. been to the restaurant. Sorry. I, I've um, never been. No, I'm, we haven't been. Sorry, I know. I, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I was teasing Josh.
1: I was like, after this interview, I'm gonna have a table named after me, the Bilson Booth.
3: The <laughs> Bilson. <laughs> that sounds. It doesn't suspect. So, uh, well, that's me. <laughs> that's me, Craig, in a nutshell. Uh, I kinda love it. Yep. Um, but you better bring Josh in. Like I haven't seen him in a little bit. Really? Yeah. We'll come. I'd love it.
1: Yeah. That's yes. great. Oh, my
3: God. This this brings back such nostalgia. <laughs> like, I can't even, for you, I can't even imagine what it does, the memories that it brings back and it's, the moments.
0: It's so much fun, and especially season four, and Rachel hasn't really ever seen it. so
1: No, she's, the show, I'm watching it for the first time, and just, especially this season, I'm yeah. like, what is this show? What is I'm going watching? on? But you at the bar, like, you're reading the erotic novel. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. sitting there and, like, uh, Peter comes up you're like, oh, page 47.
0: Right. <laughs> like, but, but even your, your, you interview Sandy in this episode and, and your delivery is right there. But then when you're like, hey, man, the dragon lady doesn't want you hanging around. Like, I did not put two and two together. I didn't see I, totally different characters. Yeah. It was, so look at you. Kudos. But you can,
3: you, can tell, <laughs> you can tell that I am very well aware of who they're focusing on. Right? So just mm-hmm. deliver it and get out of the way. Just, like, it's not about you. Right. And there's an art to that.
0: There, There is. There is. I've always said there's a difference between being this uh, number one on the call sheet or even one of the series regulars to being a guest, which is like a guest at the party to service these main story um, storyline characters.
3: Yeah. I remember doing a movie. uh it was a Screen Gems movie. And somebody was sitting in the makeup chair. They were uh, Somebody wanted to cut his hair. And he was giving them a really hard time about it. And the – Makeup artist looked at him, said, I'll be back in a second, and walked out the door. And I leaned over and I go, "Um, You're about to get fired. (gasps) Yeah. Like, you're giving her a really hard time. Uh She's just here to do what the director wants. Right. You're a guest. Just say yes. And she came back, and he just said, "You know what? Hey, sorry, I'll do whatever you want." And yeah. she was like, she, "You just see her body relax." It's you. like, remember, you're a guest. Yeah. And that poor guy was about to get fired, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I just like I'm nobody, but I just can't watch that happen. That's right. a train wreck about to happen." Right.
0: Right. No, because there's
3: literally ten thousand other guys that would. You could shave my head. Go for 100%. it.
0: One hundred percent. Right. Because no, everybody's so right. just trying to get a break. Or say no if you don't want to. You know that There's yeah. certain things or, that are required. Yes. Well, how
3: many actors have always said, "Can you ride a horse?" It's like, yeah, I can ride a horse. Of and then you get the yeah. roll, and it's like, I can't ride a horse. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Fencing? Yeah, no problem. Right? <laughs> How many
3: times did you lie early in your career? <laughs>
0: Tumbling. Oh, my God.
1: I got a German commercial, a Kinder commercial. Where I had to speak German.
3: You're like, yeah, I can speak German. Never in my life. Kid, was, Oh, whole, yeah. My whole family's German. There's a lot of huts. Like, I was, you know, really
1: practicing, and I got away with it somehow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Well, Craig... Congratulations on all your yes. success. thank, thank you, you so amazing. much for for um yes. bringing a lot of joy to Josh for being here and us <laughs> as well
2: I
3: love it i did, like that doesn't even like get old i mean it's amazing, <laughs> yeah. and I never saw myself as a guy that would have a restaurant and um and and this is this is a treat so
0: Thank well, you so yeah, much. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, thank you so much. Can't wait to try the ice cream and come to the restaurant. And well, I love it. I can't wait to see you. Yes. Yes. We're Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the thank time. Thank you so much. All
3: right, Josh, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Craig Sesser, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Now let's head into our interview with JJ and John. Listeners, please note, we had some audio and video issues with JJ. So please bear with us.
0: Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious. Chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. I love to cook healthy meals for myself and Adam, but not every night. I really don't want to mess up the kitchen every single night. It is so awesome to have factor meals in the fridge, ready to go. And we picked the low-carb meals to fit our lifestyle.
1: Factor has delicious, flavor-packed meals to help you live to the fullest. Choose from keto, vegan plus veggie, calorie smart, and protein plus options on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. Plus, replenish your snack supply or smoothies with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons. I just love how easy it is. And Briar really loved the smoothies. Mm-hmm. So, That really makes my morning easy. Also, not so much cleanup, because that is my least favorite thing of cooking.
0: Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess.
1: Head to factormeals.com slash OC50 and use code OC50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code OC50 at factormeals.com slash OC50 to get 50% off your first box.
0: Since I tried Blissy's Silk Pillowcase, I can't even tell you how much better I'm sleeping. And there's just something so luxurious about a good quality silk fabric to pamper my skin and my hair.
1: Yeah, seriously. (sighs) I mean, silk is what's best for your hair and skin. It reduces frizz, hello, tangles, and prevents breakage. That's because it keeps the moisture in your hair and keeps your skincare products and natural moisture on your skin, while cotton literally absorbs it off of your face. Now. Briar and I, luckily, they I have two because they come as a set because she was going to steal it from me. I actually was willingly going to give it to her because the knots in her hair are such a challenge. Yeah. And guess what? Now, it's
0: helped. Yes. I love that. There are a lot of dupes out there, which I think I had and didn't work, that claim satin can be an alternative to silk. That's exactly what I had. But that is not the case. Satin is made from synthetic fibers like polyester, while silk is a luxurious all-natural fiber. Silk is more breathable, moisture-wicking, and gentle.
1: Lissy silk pillowcases are the best ones on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them, too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now, risk-free, for 60 nights at blissey.com slash the OC and get an additional 30% off.
0: That's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash the OC. And use code THEOC to get an additional 30% off. You'll wake up feeling better than ever. Get better sleep now with Blissey and
1: use code VOC to get an additional 30% off at blissey.com slash the OC.
0: Oh my gosh. I love this episode. Love I really this episode. love it. I love it. And so today's guests are two of our wonderful writers and producers, JJ Philbin and John Stevens. JJ is known for, for some of your favorite shows like New Girl, Single Parents, and of course the OC. John Stevens is known for the OC, Gilmore Girls, Gossip Girl, and Gotham. Thank you both for being here.
1: Hi, guys. How are you?
0: Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us, guys. It's super fun.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have been waiting yeah. all four seasons to finally uh, get you guys on, and we're so happy you're here, and for this episode in particular, because it's so fun.
0: So what was it like rewatching this for you both?
1: A, a drug trip. <laughs> It was a
4: drug trip, but like in the in a good way, not like the scary kind. I was just kind of like, whoa, where well, you remember all like that it, it all of this meant so much to us. And like, but you can't quite place why anything is mm-hmm. happening. Like I, I know we we um, we loved writing this episode. I do remember that. Yeah. We had a really good time and we were I think I think we cared about it a lot too. Um because I, I, I feel like for us, I feel like the intention, yeah, the intention was to try to like Heal Ryan in some way, right?
2: Yeah.
4: Am I making that up? Yeah. No, you <laughs>
2: Totally. I was suddenly having a flash, though, as you were saying that about, I think this is the only episode where I actually have a memory of us physically writing it. Because I think it was like during a Thanksgiving. Oh, really? I think your parents, your parents were staying at the beach. Mm. And we went out to <gasps> hang out with them. Yes! And we wrote part yes! of it sitting on the beach. And I have this memory of Regis yes. shirtless throwing a football on the beach <laughs> as we're writing this. And he, he and he's going, is it funny? Is it funny? And we're going, yeah, yeah, it's funny. So, had oh a flash.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if, you
2: recall, <laughs> if you recall that, JJ or not.
4: But. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I remember that, but I, I didn't know that this was what we were writing. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: That is what we were
2: writing.
1: That is amazing.
4: Yeah.
0: I would imagine um, Josh has said that, you know, going into season four and knowing that the show was coming to an end, that it felt like, you know... There was a little bit of freedom in just like, let's just go for it. Let's write some stories for mm-hmm. our favorite, for our characters and, and have the most enjoyable time. Because I remember it so fondly. And this episode, not only was it is it clearly fun to watch, and I've watched it three times in the past three weeks, <laughs> just referring, because <laughs> I loved it so much. But I remember being so excited to come to set. And mm. and play play the roles and um, or play the scenes because they were so much fun. Is it difficult, more difficult to write a story like this? That like, what if um, you know if this had if this hadn't happened if Ryan hadn't come to Orange County, um, that type of storyline. Is it more difficult, or is there some freedom in not having to have such? You don't have to really. Um, what's the follow
1: word? any any
0: specific right? You don't storyline. have to follow. Like you know, there's there's some freedom in the fantasy of it all, right?
2: Yeah, no, it was very much like four seasons in. Four seasons in, you feel like the especially on a fully serialized show, the weight of all these things you have to service every single episode, and not trying to break anything that you've set up so far. So when you do a what if, you can kind of mm. throw a lot of that out the window,
5: right? And
2: I feel like like what you said about we said we were going to have fun in season four. I think we, we set out to do that, and I feel like this is, like, even more than that because <laughs> yeah. we were not bound by everything we'd been playing for four years, you know? Right. So.
4: Yeah, we really got to leave everything uh behind. Like, the, season three was so heavy, heavy, and, like, we were so ready to just have fun with these characters that we loved so much. And this episode um, especially, we got to just... Really like what you know? It, it was the sky's the limit because we it, it was whatever we wanted. We weren't bound by anything that we had written yet, but we got to really ask ourselves like, what would have happened to these characters had Ryan not shown up? And have the most fun with that that we could.
0: It, it's it's yeah. so detailed, and there's so many things in it. Do you want to read the synopsis? So let's. Get oh, into- the synopsis.
1: Yeah, Ryan and Taylor both fall off of a ladder and are <laughs> transported to an alternate universe where we see what mm-hmm. life would have really. Been like if Ryan Atwood never came to Newport and Summer only said bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> None of those bitches were yeah. written in the script. Rachel ad-libbed every single
1: <laughs> one. <laughs> oh my gosh, I a strong was, choice. Yeah, I was really like watching this back, and I couldn't believe. I was I was also questioning like. This day and age, could Chris Pratt and I really play into that like, oh no, bitch, like that whole tone. Like if you could actually do that now. I know.
0: Yeah. I know. I,
2: I, w- I think there are a number of things in the episode that you would not do now.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, you really could
4: feel two thousand six. We have been it? noticing
0: quite a bit of that. Yeah. There's some yeah. there's there's gay jokes and there's some um, you know There's broken English yeah. given to like the housekeeper. I'm like,
2: Oh my god, I yeah. can't believe oh. I let JJ write that. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
4: that's funny I said I'm putting it in I don't care what anybody
2: says (laughs) but my my favorite instance of you saying bitch Rachel was and I had completely forgotten about it I think you're in the Harbor Club and you're saying goodbye to Chris Pratt and you said see you later bitch and you walk around the trophy case on either side and then you greet him again as if you've never seen
0: him like hey bitch (laughs) it
2: was really funny
1: oh my god it was so so
0: do you all remember that that part was originally, or at least this is what I remember, that um, you guys tried to get Chris Carmack and he was just unavailable. So, oh, that's right. Is that true? Ch- oh, for Chris Pratt's that. part? Yeah, for that. And so you ended to up be, using Che. You
4: mean to be Che? Yeah,
0: to yeah. be Luke. He would have been oh, Luke, but then he was unavailable. I don't
4: remember, remember that. Yeah.
0: I have a memory of that. That sounds familiar to me. Yeah,
4: I did not know that. That's new information. <laughs> well,
0: maybe I did know it at one point, but I just remember shooting and and because it seemed like it was one of those things that it would be. Of course, this is what's happened with with Luke and da da da. And remember hearing that they wanted Luke or or Chris Carmack and he was yeah. unavailable. And I was like, unavailable or won't come back. No, I know. <laughs> that's why Autumn had to do like that five minute backstory
2: of exposition. How Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> ended up in Newport
0: because oh, Ryan had right. taken his That's last, the spot,
2: the at last spot
3: at Harbor.
0: <laughs> well, and how fun is it they used to, to use? That was that was a real reach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I, I think Autumn sold it.
0: Well, and isn't it – we talk about how exposition is yeah. difficult. She made, she made it work. Yeah, we talk about exposition being difficult for actors and sometimes in television. We just, it's necessary. You've got to get that information out to the audience. But to have a character – first of all, Autumn being so wonderful. But then have a character like Taylor and it's rooted in the characterization to explain like this could happen and this is the explanation. Okay. And it's like now with everything everywhere all at once – you know, that exposure. It's like, you guys were doing that. Anything can happen in these worlds, right? He
2: ripped us off. They ripped us off. I know, right? Yeah, well,
1: I mean, I feel like we were the original Stranger Things, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> this episode in particular. Right,
0: right. <laughs> but, you know, when the episode starts and he's up there on the roof, this letter from Marissa shows up. And just when he was kind of moving into this idea of being okay with Taylor. And then when Taylor shows up, it's like that letter instantly put him into, I think that was the beginning of this, you know, he's Mm -hmm. not healed and it triggered something in him and it wasn't clear if he read it or not. So when they wake up in this, this world, I mean, and the music changes and it's almost like a Danny Mm -hmm. Elfman type music. I mean, the, the details in the episode are just so wonderful.
2: Like watching that at the beginning, and he pulls that letter out of his pocket. I'm like, when was the last time I saw a physical letter on television? Right. Like, that was, I, it, it, I had to like take a moment to, to look at it, going, oh, that's an actual thing you used to
4: you right. do. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was, I, I miss having letters because they're, you know, when he got to go to the lifeguard stand and read it, yeah. you're like, oh, that's all. He kind of carried that around for an entire episode. <laughs> like, we don't get to do that story anymore.
2: Right. right. We call that an objective correlative, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's right. A, old joke, old all,
1: joke. <laughs> also the george foreman grill reference really really puts us in a <laughs> like, because, in a still
0: exist? because he likes still exists because he likes lean meat obviously so <laughs> but when ryan goes to his pool house and it's all weights and now here's here's when so when kirsten shows up she's like who are you what are you doing in my house I'm watching Kelly. She is such a proficient actress because instantly we see her as Kirsten, but that's not the Kirsten we know. She really is, I guess this guy calls her a dragon lady, mm-hmm. when she's like, what are you doing in my house? Shoo, get out of here. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, every t- every scene I'm like, what's going on? And now watching everyone's performance of how... And then we cut to Julie... So Kirsten's mean. She's a bitch. And then we cut to Julie being philanthropic and I help people, which is this – she finds out later from Sandy when he's like, that means the same thing, honey. And she goes, oh, well, you learn something new every day. Mm -hmm. But but, so you think that she's – everybody's kind of the opposite already. Of course, Julie ends up being just as bad if not worse. She's not – she didn't get to go on that arc, right? Mm -hmm. And Kirsten's now this – so I would love mm-hmm. to kind of explore how Kirsten and J- and Jimmy ended up together.
4: I mean, I think our our logic...
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. If you think... It was like by Ryan showing up, right? Like he had sort right. of... Because Kirsten and uh, and Jimmy had, had had that moment in the pilot, right? Where there was like a little bit of like sexual tension between them. But then I think with Ryan's arrival, kind of like help to heal the family and like make them their strongest version of the marriage. But had he not come, isn't that sort of what we were doing? I think
2: think that's some of it. I think there was also some pretty hardcore reverse engineering of like, what would be funny couples to put together? And then trying to figure out a way to like, okay, Julie and Sandy are going to be together. (laughs) And then once we knew that, because that would be a funny pairing, and then we'll just we'll work backwards and kind of come up with a way to make that happen.
0: Really, so, because I, I, I actually, so. I actually think so. But, if you remember when Marissa was going to Tijuana, Julie and Jimmy were getting divorced, right. but uh, Jimmy, because Kirsten loved she, she still had her feelings for him. She was bailing him out when when Marissa dies. She gets closer to Jimmy. And they pull she pulls away from Sandy somehow and bails him out and they become so connected. And then somehow Sandy makes his way because we found that he could go off with Dr. Griffiths, remember, and make that hospital. And he became right. a Republican and he marries or marries. Sorry, he goes into into politics with Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and somehow okay. they but I was like, how did he make his way to Julie Cooper? Like, what is like the, the story? I was just I was just trying to speculate how all of that happened. But because I could see Jimmy and, and Kirsten getting together, but I wasn't quite sure how how Julian and I think it might have been a little bit of a revenge thing for Sandy, too. Mm, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> because how how mean were Jimmy and Kirsten talking about Seth? They were like, <laughs> uh, do you remember that? They were True. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, they're like, oh, he must be out stalking that summer girl, and and <laughs> right. Chrismica. Like, it's an interesting thing because this isn't the Chrismica that we would have known, remembered, right? Like, because Chrismica isn't as wonderful of a pro- of, of a holiday as it is in the real world, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was like fancy and cold, and she had like a big party. 30, that, like, it was like a cocktail, cold cocktail party in this alternate yeah. universe because right. Ryan wasn't there to make it the, the warm fesmica that we knew. Right. But I did
2: feel like a lot of people were being really mean to each other in the episode. Like, in a way that I felt like we enjoyed as we were writing it. Uh, oh,
4: my uh, gosh. I know. True. What about, like, Taylor's mom? Like, when when adults were mean in the show? We
2: painted with kind of a broad brush <laughs> it with it that was one. a real <laughs> asshole. Yeah, I know.
1: That's but un- I feel amazing. like she's always like that. She's Get fat. Yeah. Like, like,
2: oh, my God. Taylor's... A- <laughs> He's so mean about
1: that guy's butt. So mean about that guy's butt. I know. That poor guy. We we could have added
4: a little nuance, you know, mm. back just a little. Well, I think <laughs> it
2: got cut out, lost in the editing.
4: <laughs> that's right. We wrote it. We definitely wrote it. They just didn't put well, it right. What is
0: what is Chino Ryan? If like, so this Ryan is not the he's not of this world. The one that that's with us, but Chino Ryan mm. is probably what in jail with Trey.
1: Mm. <laughs> Chino Ryan. A because a he would be, You're like,
0: Taylor, like, no. like, what yeah. is... The, Ryan who never came. The Ryan that never came. Like, where is he?
4: <laughs> Wait, that's that Sandy could like, save his soul? What became of that? Melinda,
0: that's a deep question.
2: I've <laughs> never considered that. I
1: mean, she's really yeah. going there. We're doing a deep dive,
2: uh, guys. <laughs> well, I we... Like that's I like he's what the probably got about. a podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: well, but then, but when we see... So when Ryan goes to find Seth, he's at the comic book store. Yeah. And the Ward right. twins are teasing him. I could just see Adam's just doing that full, like, he's like, give me my wallet. Give me Adam's, my wallet. like,
1: so big in these scenes, like, on purpose. He's like, fine, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go.
0: Yeah. But those kids are it's like, true. you know, it's like, uh, press conference? Yeah, pre- press conference. And it's, it's so funny. Sorry. I just, all the yeah. little things that I laugh about. But Seth is staring at Summer and of course Ryan assumes that he's marrying her. Right. But mm-hmm. he was like, Oh, <sighs> it turns into this. And and we find out that he actually did go to Brown. So that makes me think. So if he went to Brown, that means that he never did his graphic novel, that he didn't get to meet Lucas, George Lucas, he didn't get to right. do all of that with Michael Cassidy or Zach. And well, he- did
1: Zach, you guys, does Zach not exist?
0: He's never <laughs> born in this world. Ooh yeah, man! There's so many things that we've wiped him.
1: Yeah, so many questions. I know, right? (laughs) Mm. I just think, but it's so fun the whole thing, and just being able to do like you were saying, you know, just like no constraints and just going for it. I feel like you guys really just, like you said, just I mean, had so much fun.
0: Well, but it's also very serious. Like what would happen if this guy hadn't shown up? Because, I mean, we're supposed to, we keep talking about the ice lady, that Kirsten was this ice lady and that is the person she was going to become. And Sandy was going to, to, you know, somehow fall into this political thing because we saw that he could do that. And the fact that I think what's fascinating is that Caitlin is a prodigy. Somehow she all of a sudden went to Berkeley at 15. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Life's right. been pretty good for her, actually. Right? Ryan
2: kind of like derailed <laughs> her by coming to Newport. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Like, maybe she got more love because Jimmy stayed in town. But then Johnny Harper is alive because you guys had that poster on the wall of Johnny Harper. <gasps> I didn't catch that. Because, like, see Johnny Harper. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. And then, yeah. and it's funny because... It, so he would have been alive. Wow. Wow, so, yeah, so it's, scene, uh, it's a mixed
2: bag. You're saying.
0: Right? <laughs> this scene opens on this poster of Johnny Harper, and then it cuts to Ryan walking. But when Ryan and Taylor finally come back together, and they're like, "Okay," she she finally gives that expl- explanation of like, "Okay, this is a parallel world, and this is what we've got to do." And you know, and right. that's when you you guys show up and the whole bitch thing. But then Taylor's like, "I got to figure this out. <laughs> I got to figure this out." Yeah. And she she follows Che. I guess we live in the Roberts mansion. Maybe it was supposed to look like it wasn't that, but we live in the Roberts mansion. It looks like the Roberts mansion. Yeah. yeah. And um yeah. and there and Julie and, and Sandy are like she's like, I have no idea how you could handle living with him or mm-hmm. living with her all those years. And and then she she beckons in Che for some of the most graphic kissing spanking thing i've ever seen <laughs> i know was that what, written? The
4: spanking like that? it was so you unnecessary. you guys really went <laughs> dom <dumb>
0: and
2: stuff <laughs> no that in wasn't here. in the script though was john,
0: it john asked for spanking <laughs> i, I Wait, don't melinda was
2: that in the script i don't have any memory of that
0: yeah <laughs> well that's that was i think my that question. might have been an
2: ian tointon of it all was it
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> you know what I literally thought did this was it written that they're having some kind of aggressive makeout session and mm. that maybe Chris and I said let's do this I don't know I think, I think so I it think, sounds yeah. it's kind I'm, of we choose
1: that from, yeah we choose <laughs>
0: that
2: often
1: <laughs> I don't know I'm still going with like there was definitely a dom and sub like theme and that was what you were sticking with
0: it was it was kind of graphic mm. and intense and then Mima's just next door with the door open <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i forgot about that yeah can i ask you a question that summer what is um taylor keeps saying hajoinks what is that word mm, yeah do you know have you made is it a made-up word um <laughs> I, um okay how
4: do i explain this <laughs> um i think i think back day when we'd be pitching out stories we would go like and then summer turns the corner and she sees Set making out another girl, hot joints, <laughs> and it was like our like shorthand for like this is a moment. Oh my god! <laughs> and then it was like we'd worked on the show so long yeah, yeah. that the char- we started to kind of meld into
1: the character. <laughs> yeah.
2: like, I, I feel like I remember where, like I writing know, I, yeah <laughs> a joints like on the whiteboard. You know, at some points like well, this is a big I moment. Know. Just so and you don't then, miss it.
4: <laughs> yeah, we we had been pitching out the episodes. To each yeah. other, going like so. Then Taylor has a joints moment in the bushes. Then there's a double joints moment. Then she sees Julie and Jay, and that's a triple joints And then it just was in the script, and like nobody took it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing because yeah. I,
4: I it was season four. we be, we'd been writing writing it because too. it was I, like, an all no I literally
0: <laughs> I looked at the subtitles, and it kept coming like oh joints, and I was like, what is that word? So I googled it. <laughs> Turns out it was a Thing, it was a JJ and Stephen and John Stevens thing. I
1: love that you Googled it. You're like, what is this word?
2: <laughs> I wanted to know. I'm just surprised it hasn't been
0: picked up, you know? The people haven't like-
1: Me too.
4: Why is that not a a a craze? But <laughs> <Hashtag. it> we'll was- <laughs> bring it back. It was very handy in the pitching out of uh, of these episodes, yeah, you know, totally. like
1: it was all like kind of divvied out and had joints on. That's Oh, oh my god, so many! <laughs> and like what you gave, like Taylor, everything that they had to do in this episode, and when you intercut with reality and what's actually happening to oh. explain it, you know, because I was getting lost. I was like, wait, how is this? Mm. And then it would. I'm like, oh. There actually is an explanation because it's television and,
0: <laughs> and right. that's what we have to do. So they're not, you know, they're it's a coma that nothing's wrong. MRIs are fine. They just, even the nurse is like. You but just,
1: Seth and Taylor both like, oh, it's an alternate universe.
0: Right. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's a great universe. scene where he says, "You yeah, look, it's an alternate universe. You have to fix something or it's a vegetable world.
1: Oh, his vegetable.
0: And a, a vegetable oh despot. Or, right. in, in
4: watching it back. <laughs> Yeah, it was so re- crazy because it was it was like stuff in the alt universe was like more believable than the moment in the hospital. Right? <laughs> the nurse, <laughs> the nurse was like, maybe talk about
1: things that they love, and it'll bring them back. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, that, that lines up. That
2: that cool good. That's good <laughs> medical advice.
1: <laughs> I mean, I believe I. I was with I, it.
2: It's usually how you make people better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. That's all you do.
0: But w- a- in that, like, triple joints. Which had joints was when Taylor sees the picture of Julie and Marissa? Mm. When I watched mm. it, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I can just picture the audience going, <gasps> "Marissa, like, she's oh alive. my gosh, she's alive." It was just the structure of the script was so awesome. Do you guys mm. remember
1: if she was maybe going to be alive, but Misha wouldn't come back for the episode?
0: That's a
2: great question.
1: Oh,
4: I could be wrong. But I think that we thought that Caitlin turning the corner was actually like the choice to kind of like, you know, not do what you were expecting. Because I think think the point was Marissa wouldn't have lived, right? Right. That was sort of what we were going for was that like Ryan gave her those three more years. And so had it been... Marissa, I think
2: the The episode would have gone somewhere else. It would have (laughs) said,
4: yeah, he never (laughs) would have returned from the alternate universe. (laughs) We wanted to like free him up to have,
1: you know, that makes way more sense
0: at the diner where he's like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, in this world, Seth and Summer, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, no, no. Marissa's alive in this world. He instantly and she's coming in at the airport and he instantly goes, excuse me, I've got to go. And she's like, "What? You would actually stay?" So he, he's, his mind is like, "I will stay." And she's like, "But, but Ryan, Marissa won't even know you." And he's like, "It doesn't matter."
1: Yeah, he'd stay to keep yeah. have her alive.
0: He would stay just to see her, yeah. and that's that hold. And and yeah. and she's crushed. Yeah. Taylor's mm-hmm. so crushed. She's like, "I get it. You gotta go." Yeah, but you have to yeah. understand
1: that I get. But then the choice that she did die three years prior to an overdose in Tijuana. I mean, you guys, I was sobbing. I'm not going to lie. I was in my bed last night. My kid was sleeping next to me. I'm watching it on the computer in headphones. Just sobbing. Like... Mm. I have real. I have a lot of emotional issues. Clearly, which
0: part? Oh, no, no. Which part were you it's sobbing? Weird. Just the whole thing?
1: You know the whole Marissa storyline that she was gonna be alive and then she wasn't. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I could. Mm-hmm. I can't handle it, it. It had
2: been so long since I watched it. I think my memory had gotten so poor. When you see like the sweatshirt coming along, for a moment I thought it actually might be Misha. Yeah, mm. and like I, I completely like blacked so out what it was.
1: You so. both were like, oh, she's
2: alive! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I can't believe this.
1: Yeah. I know. We remembered like
0: thong. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're
2: like
4: I remember the thong
1: bit and the ha joints. The thong
0: bit.
1: (laughs) The thong's the thong. Yeah, that's what stayed with us.
4: (laughs) But
0: but Rachel, because I was so interested to see your reaction to this episode because it's one of my favorites and since you didn't hadn't seen it before, right? Oh
1: yeah. I mean the the you know, the highs and lows of like the ridiculousness of summer and Che and that whole b- ice yeah. ice baby, by the way, probably like ice ice
2: baby. <laughs> <So funny.
1: laughs> oh my god, you guys! I mean, just putting uh, vanilla ice yeah. in there for us to rap was. Pretty- but I feel like
2: we cut out one of your best bits, Rachel. I feel really? like JJ, remind me Was there a moment where like Rachel comes into the party at the end with Che, and she's like, "Who left?" Oh my god! <laughs> I
1: feel like we cut that
2: out. Yes, for I, some reason.
1: I'm sure it would ha- it, got, it got cut out of your you will because I fully. <laughs> you saying that just like jogged something in my memory of fully and like doing the dog like whoo 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 like yeah, fully yeah, right. you, you, committed. You committed so
0: hard. <laughs> oh, Were you? This must have been where you couldn't keep a straight face with Chris Pratt.
1: I mean, I think that was always with Chris Pratt. <laughs> I think I had too much fun like clearly this all you know this whole universe and oh my god I totally yeah fully remember that. We need to find the footage of who let the dogs yeah. out. America
4: deserves I
2: mean <laughs> <bed>.
1: <laughs> I, I do and then if I'm wrong and
0: then I've had a dream or something. No no, because I
2: remember it too. <laughs> okay, like, I okay. very vividly yes. remember it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, dear. oh dear. So one of my favorite scenes is when Ryan shows up in uh Seth's bedroom and he says mm. He just says, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. (laughs) I'm in an alternate universe. And he goes, I knew this would always happen. Like, accepts it just like that. I was like, I just have moments where I'm like, I just love this show. I love it. But I'm going to explain to you how to get summer. So they go on this mission in this party. And Taylor's telling Kirsten that Sandy's going on about her and tells Sandy that she's going on about about him. And. This scene where uh, Ryan goes up to Julie and says something about a thong. And she goes, um, <laughs> Oh my God, the acronym. The homeless of Newport. <gasps> the acronym.
1: <laughs> She's like, no, it's,
0: it's an really
4: acronym. Funny. We liked acronyms. I think we did that move a few times, didn't we? Yeah, did it, Wasn't there something
0: like Paul from Well, George? the acronyms were so- We definitely so, went to
2: that well more like, than once.
0: It we was it that, was kind yeah. of coming up. We it like, was so prevalent. But now it's just like, everything's an acronym. You guys are before ahead of your time. I mean, this show yeah. did create a lot of pop culture. Again, Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, her joints. Yeah, it did raise the
2: question. That's I was a, asking JJ this the other night—a joint
0: sweeping the yeah, nation of how
2: many thong jokes we could squeeze into one episode. And you know, I think we did our best.
0: There's a lot of Easter
2: eggs.
4: You can tell. You can tell the parts where John and I are like making ourselves laugh a little
1: bit. Oh my I god! Was,
4: uh, kind of like maybe one or two thong references was a, was enough. We Maybe Kirsten and her ham. Oh, Again, her one ham. or two
0: would have been great. Could you imagine those? Her Virginia l- ham, right? Was Why it was Virginia she so ham? obsessed with the ham? Is that a joinks too?
2: There really is no rationale <laughs> for that was at all. Us laugh.
0: But in both universes, she, <laughs> she was, was
4: obsessed,
2: obsessed with ham. <laughs> in, in all the <laughs> universes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we God. thought it was super funny. Um, and then we watched it and we we're going, nobody else in the world is going to think this is funny. So we kept all the references in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean,
0: Seth is. So pathetic. He's like Mm. that—that crying into his pillow. I hate my life, kind of guy. I mean, (laughs) he's. I mean, it's so interesting to see (laughs) these characters. It's just fun to play to see how different everyone is. Some people like Julie pretty much remained the same, except she didn't get that. She didn't become vulnerable because she didn't know loss. She just remained uh, a gold digger, and um, but but then you got then we have this amazing party scene where. All of a sudden, well, the first thing that happens is is Taylor confronting her mother, this terrified teenager who cannot talk to her mom. But when she finally says, You bitch, and all she had to do was say, You bitch to go home. That's all. That's all she had to do is get that courage. I, right? I
2: love that her emotional epiphany is calling her mom a bitch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally. I'm like, if that's all we it's have to real, do. Really gets you. <laughs> well, yes. it wasn't anything more than that. You know, I've I've seen no. some like I've seen some, you know, chat or message boards or chat boards or people that, you know, you can go back and actually see some what see some of what people were talking about back then. And oh, they're wow. like, so she had to just say bitch. And I was like, Yeah, that's all she had to do because she would never do that. She's terrified of her mom. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. But, but then that's when everybody kind of comes to-
4: I'm glad we gave her something that she <laughs> yeah. had to do just because you know she was so like into what Ryan yeah. needed to accomplish and then I was glad she had like a, in watching th- it I, I was glad that she to like accomplish something
2: but then the way we get her back into the real world is she just she's walks there. into the kitchen I know <laughs> so
0: I was, <laughs> it was not like a fuzzy thing she's just like ah! I gotta go and she I'm, and she walks <laughs> out as if she's going to get a Perrier <laughs> So, you guys, I remember this on set, that it was a big discussion of how does she disappear. And Autumn was really uncomfortable. Like, everyone was li- – literally, like, it was a collective team effort. Like, how do we do this? What do you think? She was like, I don't know. Let's try it this way. This feels really odd. And she literally just came up with, I'm just going to back away and walk out. And, and he, Ian would say, cut. And she'd be like – How was that? That feels so weird. So That's so funny. It it was funny. But it's so funny because Uh, just when Ryan says, you know, when they say, okay, we need an explanation. Um, Oh, specifically after Jimmy says, in my own bathroom, Julie. And that whole revelation, I laughed out loud when he says, well, her thong was in his mouth. And (laughs) you, you go, sure. Oh. <laughs> I just laughed out loud.
1: I just want a show of like summer in this alt universe vibe. She's so funny.
0: Oh, and when when Seth was saying actually like I like the show The Valley and Plastic Horses. And plastic <laughs> horses. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing and she's like you're never going to believe this. But yeah. I was looking forward to Taylor's explanation of how she's going to just with all with her with her magical use of words, her verbiage is going to come out and explain it all. And and Ryan's like, uh, Seth the summer, what are you doing? Uh, you should be with her. And he does this like, and they're like, uh, the C- what, what'd she call him? The street street urchin needs yeah. to go to jail.
1: Street urchin. So it That's didn't right. really
0: it didn't really work so far, right? Because he goes to jail.
1: Or did it.
2: Or did it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, had, we had to call it back to, the idea was, I do remember this, to call it back to the pilot of Sandy pulling him out of jail. Yeah. That that was where he was going to come back. So
1: So he's
0: still Sandy it Full circle. Full circle. But he says a lot of that made sense. But, and he explains that, you know, everybody got stuck with Marissa and that can happen. Mm. I mean, I've, I've had some firsthand experience where something like that can happen where it breaks big, you know, a death can really affect people like that. But what's interesting is that's when Ryan says, Oh, I have to figure, I have to go, do something, and we know he goes to read the letter.
1: Yeah, in the real world, Kirsten discovers the letter, and she puts it together. She's like, "Oh, this is what's going on, right?" Doesn't isn't that what puts it together right. for Kirsten as That's well? What
0: happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess the point I was trying to make when Ron, when Sandy was talking to him, it's he says it made a lot of sense, but and we all got stuck. Do you want to come for dinner? So it didn't actually. He didn't actually fix that because he wasn't there to fix them. He now goes to the lifeguard tower and he's there to read the story or read the letter and say goodbye.
2: Yeah, he, he, he thought he was there to fix them, but he was really there to fix to himself.
1: fix himself. Right. That's what we it are came just down to. Hitting all the mm-hmm. notes.
0: Here. But in, back in the real world when they go to find, I love this scene, where they go go to find Veronica. <laughs> Going through just, security on her way right? to Cabo. Yeah, and Julie just <laughs> walks
1: up in security line. And she's got her. like
0: a 16-year-old on her arm. <laughs> yeah. Did you see how young the guy was? Oh, Crazy. yeah. He was yeah. a child. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. shes I love that she's exactly the same in both worlds. Because she's really mm. the evil villain.
1: Yes, Yeah, she is exactly the she's same. And also, you know, Summer went with them to go get Veronica. But cleverly, because I'm sure I was shooting, shooting something else at the time <laughs> you're like summer's outside with the car <laughs> <laughs>
0: when you went together yeah. i noticed that i was
1: like oh i bet that's what happened there.
0: So, I, I actually yeah. say or julie says that there's Summer's i know outside. you did oh my gosh veronica's response to taylor being awake is like and she's walking oh yeah it's just a she's a yes, she's a piece of work back
1: to the mother of the yeah. year
0: but taylor's okay with it Whenever, when everyone julie and kirsten are like are you okay and she's like yeah I'm good. No, no problem. So she she did heal. She healed herself. Her, she
1: healed herself in the world too. So yes, JJ, you're right. I love that you gave Taylor that arc yes. as well. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's and not the, only about Ryan. It's not just about yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
2: If only we could all go to the alt universe to heal ourselves. I
1: know. mean, seriously, you guys, can you just like send me there just for a few hours? I have just some work. to someone
2: do. Someone push Rachel off a ladder. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wake her up in a while. Give me a George around her with
1: girl things first. she loves. Yes. <laughs> Please do. Uh, I am all for it. I think that would. I, if I woke up in
0: a different universe, it cures all people of <laughs> their coma. If We all woke up in different universes. I think it would make us grateful for what we have right here. Attitude of gratitude, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you do you ever think about this about having Ryan read it, or you didn't want the letter to have anything more than just simply what it, what was said, right?
2: Yeah. I, I don't think we ever. I th- I'm sure that we discussed. Actually, Ryan reading it out loud or hearing it, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was always going to undersell actually letting us imagine what was actually written in the letter. So, right.
1: The cover of yeah. Into Dust, as soon as that starts playing, that's when I really lost yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys. Yeah. This is not okay. <laughs> and yeah. it was so, it was by Ashtar Command, yeah. is that Ashtar right?
0: Command. Ashtar and Command. Command. And you then. also had a, a different yes. California at the top. Yes. There were so many details. Yeah, that was very clever.
4: I know, was that like alt-world yes.
0: California? California? Yeah. When you see Ryan leave the party to when everyone surrounding his bed. It's just a wonderful arc. And I just love this episode.
4: Doesn't Taylor get into the bed with him? Does she? She like lays down next to him or something. I think it's like, oh, now they can, now he's been holding her off off throughout the whole episode. Like he didn't want to invite her to Chris but they had this experience together. And
1: now they can date. I did notice, yeah, she sits next to him and you see him, his arm is around her, like as we pull away at the very end. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that was like symbolizing Mm -hmm. him accepting
0: yeah, I love that in the alt world. She can't help but keep jabbing him about
1: not he dating would.
0: her. Yeah, it would be really great if we were doing it with someone you were dating, right? Okay, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Are you okay? No, my heart hurts, Ryan. My heart. Like she's I was remembering too, in a
2: later episode She gives him a scrapbook with their hospital bracelets side by side, um, (laughs) which is kind of sweet and creepy at the Mm. same time. Oh,
1: my God. She kept it. She, like, snips it while he's sleeping. (laughs) Uh, California was covered in the alt-universe by Mates of State. Mates of State.
0: Yes. Uh, Hey, John, I wanted—you directed an episode. (laughs) Sure, sure did.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Another one of our collaborations. The
2: French, French Connection, connection right? coming up. That's oh, that another so
0: very fun. memorable episode. It is almost
2: as ridiculous as this episode. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's the one where <laughs> I, I think yeah Taylor had gone away and gotten a quickie marriage and quickie divorce in France and comes back, and now her mm-hmm. French husband is of course coming through Orange County on book tour as one does, mm-hmm. and he appears on a French talk show, <laughs> that has
1: talking
4: about Chupons. his peaches.
1: <clears throat> oh my that's right. gosh. Japan's
2: season of yes, Be- season of beaches. Henri Michel. Michel.
1: Michel. Yep. That makes
0: that makes this episode look very, very <laughs> true. It really
2: does. It's like a Casavanis movie.
0: <laughs> oh um, my God. Yeah. I that was the episode, uh guys. And oh we're my gonna God. move on to the one yes, of the that favorite was, episodes ever. Yeah,
1: I really, you guys, that was the most fun, I think. Watching it back, the most fun I had for sure. Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> you know you had fun. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Ice Ice
2: Baby. Bitch. It was super fun. It was it was it was really interesting because I had not seen it in 20 years, you know, or how right. many years it's been. And it was like kind of like revisiting another life. It was fascinating. Yes. Yeah. And I I thought Jade and I were really great for discovering Chris Pratt.
0: I think we should deserve some credit. for that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) know. There's quite a few, uh, quite a few people who went on to some pretty stellar careers from this show. They sure did. Yeah. Okay. We have a voicemail that's going to play, I believe.
5: Hi, Rachel and Melinda. I'm Matt, a listener from the UK. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of the original show and the podcast, so thank you so much for doing it. really, really enjoy it. The question I have is about the season four Chris Merker episode. It's a really fun story with the alternate universe setting. I remember the first time I watched it, it really made me think slightly differently about the previous three seasons and how Ryan was able to extend Marissa's life by three years. I never thought about the OC as a show about destiny and fate and other such themes, but Ryan constantly fighting to save Marissa did seem to play into the underlying Romeo and Juliet nature of their particular love story my specific question is are you aware if there was much discussion by the writers and producers of bringing any characters back for the episode jimmy's in the episode but the flexibility of the alternate universe setting allows pretty much any guest character to come back did you have opinions about this at the time and do you think that doing a podcast has changed your opinion on this it seems like characters such as luke alex and Lindsay are real fan favorites and i mentioned a lot of these voicemails anyway thank you
1: thanks matt thank you well, I guess you guys touched on that. You want to, I don't know, expand? <laughs> yeah, I think we always wanted to. I mean, we we
4: always wanted to like dip back into the pool of characters that we had created. That yeah. was always the preference. It was it was tough to get people all like to come in and, and and in the right way. I think, and they were busy, and you know, I, I mean, there were times where we desperately wanted characters, mm-hmm. and we just yeah. And there's only
2: them. a certain amount of space in the episode, too. You know. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure that the stories we were telling, we had the time and the space to actually do them justice. So,
0: do you think Caleb was alive in this world? Hmm. Sure. Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just so yeah. Just so you, yeah. Why not? Why not? He's,
2: he's always seemed very hale and hearty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just so you know, when we started watching this, I forgot that he even died. Like, we got to the episode and I was like, Caleb dies. <laughs> So there's that.
2: I was trying to remember when he had oh died. Gosh, before I do or remember after that episode.
1: I remember it
4: in the. It was season two yeah. in the pool, really? and you were Melinda. You were in, yes, with him, I right? Gonna, I, I wrote w- that. That I was. I was, uh, was,
0: was going to poison yeah. him with Ambien, and then yeah. at the last second, she or she's, she was going to do it, and then and she and then he all of a sudden has a heart attack and falls in, and she dives in,
4: and then and then Julie has like this is like feel it's like no 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 it yeah. tries to save right. him. Yeah. Oh yeah. She goes from to wanting to murder forget, him to, to saving desperately him. wanting to him. Right, right. About
0: three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yep. No, yep. I, oh, to answer the question, he was, I didn't quite hear everything he said, but he, he was talking about bringing back other characters mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, but, but Josh has on the podcast, he has discussed that he wishes he had done more like Luke or Luke Anna. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes people are expensive too. So it's hard to get him on. Yeah, I feel like Chris was on
2: another show at that period too. I think there were. Oh. I think there were some commitment.
0: Oh yeah. really?
2: I think Carmack was. Oh yeah. Carmack. I think Carmack yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the question was, if there's one character you wish could come back for that episode, a- episode the in All the World. All World, sorry, I didn't quite hear that. Oh yeah. I mean, it would have been fun to see Caleb or Zach or Luke. I think it would have been great to see Luke too.
4: Yeah. I think I would have gone Luke. I mean, he feels like he would have been really, uh, uh, it would have been to see, to see him and
0: what, what right. would have become of him.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems like he would have, like, fit in well in our, like, thong <laughs> oh <my God>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just love how how just stunted Seth is. I mean, he literally has the least, you know, and, and just to see how how so many of these characters did grow. With um mm-hmm. with Ryan, I mean with Ryan. Look what happened with Julie. Julie was a lost cause in alt world, right? She was still a self centered housewife. She yeah,
2: was helping homeless people. You know, Daryl was. was right there next to her. <laughs> That's right, <laughs>
1: Daryl. Daryl. Daryl on the scene. Daryl's here. Okay, has Daryl gonna...
2: been on the podcast?
1: He has. I heard
0: it. He was, he was on the podcast yeah. <laughs> Yep. I was very glad.
1: We have a rapid fire to do with you guys before we let you go. I know you only have a few minutes. So,
0: Kiki and Jimmy, or Kiki and Sandy?
2: It has to be Kiki and Sandy, obviously. Kiki and Sandy,
1: all day. day. Oh, (laughs) Julie and Che or Julie and Jimmy?
2: (laughs) Oh, Julie and Che. (laughs) It
0: was pretty hot.
2: I mean, <laughs> I
0: was, it, the sound effects were quite loud. That spanking scene? Yeah, come on. That was just like the icing on the cake on oh, I mean, the
2: tip of the yeah. iceberg. Who knew what else
0: they were up to? We, right. We counted how many people Julie made out with at one point. I'm like, uh.
1: I made, mean, well, imagine if the
4: door was closed and Nina
0: wasn't next door. Oh, oh my, my God. Hut joints.
1: Hut joints. A sex chair, perhaps. Who knows? Mm. Who knows what's hiding in Julie's closet? <laughs> 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 You're familiar, right, Mindy? Uh, uh, sure. <laughs>
0: okay, go. Oh, okay. Taylor and Ryan or Ryan and Marissa? Oh,
2: That's a tough one. I think all... I think i I'd go that's like a all... That's
4: I mean, yeah, that's really hard. I mean, we had so much fun with Ryan and Taylor because, I don't know, mm-hmm, it was a more yeah. lighthearted romance and we... Uh... Mm -hmm. But Ryan was our iconic. Toss up. No, this is very tough. It's a toss up. Neutral. (laughs) I think the answer is see both.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thong or full butt?
2: (laughs) I think
4: (laughs) obviously we're thong. The is pretty clear. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing you get from the episode...
2: That. The one memory I have, JJ, on this, when we, I, at some point, we were <laughs> about to shoot it, and we had a discussion with somebody about whether it should have been thong removification or thong removification. Right. And I, it was either Ian or Bob D said, no, absolutely, it has to be thong removification. And you and I stuck to our guns. Like, that was a hill we were going to die on. We're like, no, it has to be thong removification Removalification. So it came out so to good. Me. anyway. I, com- I-, I completely forgotten about that.
1: A <laughs> <reality>. You know, <laughs> we... Yeah. We're artists and you can't you know. just go
2: around removing <laughs> words like that. No,
1: <laughs> absolutely. I can't believe the thong song didn't make it into the episode. Comes to think of it because the thong was so. I know it was in the script. I mean, I that I was oh. waiting for it when I was watching it back. I was like, I knew yep.
4: that we did that. Huh. that we shot, I was like, nope. We... I mean, we felt really strongly. You should have heard us in the tone meeting talking about that.
2: <laughs> tone, I thong, think there was an people. issue of maybe having to pay for <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, I feel yeah like that it. would be that would probably make sense. We were like, "There's no amount of money that we won't spend on the phone." Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my
0: god! A voice of
2: reason oh, came in after us. and was like countermanded that
0: <laughs> you guys. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Do you guys, if you could think of anything, uh, do you have a favorite OC episode or, or favorite moment. O- OC moment? Hmm. Does there anything? Pop I think in this your is. Head? I think
2: this or my or the French Connection. Yeah. This is up there. To me, it'd be this or the French connection. Because but like yeah. was, the way you said Melinda at the beginning, like this season we were really having fun and we kind of cut loose in a different way, mm-hmm. you know. And I these still hold such a, mm-hmm. a, a very like special place in my heart. So uh-huh. I'd be torn between the two.
4: Yeah, I always say like if I could like blink and go back to like a, a moment in my like writing life. Like like OCC4, we just, we had the best time and we, and also it was so meaningful because we knew we were Aww. saying goodbye to these characters. So um, all of those, all of these episodes meant so much to us. I, I remember the cold turkey mm-hmm. I was like pretty invested in too, because it was like, um, you know, it was like a mix of the new comedic tone and, all, you know, saying goodbye to um Marissa. I remember it being a really big mm-hmm. summer episode mm-hmm. and all those things. So. Yeah, we just had, we we had so much fun.
1: Well, it was so fun and thank I'm you so, so much. happy you guys were finally able to come on and see you again. And this episode, my goodness, uh, was so much fun to watch. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah, I, I could talk about this episode forever. You yeah. Do. Thank you guys so much for having us. It was so fun. And it's lovely, lovely. This was actually my favorite thing about doing this podcast is getting to see you guys and having a conversation that we never had 20 years ago, right? Or It's true. So hopefully we'll get to see you at some kind of 20th um, celebration this year. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was super fun.
4: (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you so, so much. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. And you can now listen to bonus features as well as season one and season two of the OC Bitches by going to castmedia.com slash castplus. That's cast with a K, media.com slash castplus. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches is brought to you by Cast Media. Executive produced by Colin Thompson, Harris Lane, produced by Katie
0: Kurtwright, edited by Parker Flores and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park.